Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. Caging Greatness Season 3. Loading in. 3, 2, 1. Nick Cage smooches good. Rule number one, don't worry where you live. Rule number two, don't write anything down. Well, I'm one of those fortunate people who like my job, sir. Got my first chemistry set when I was seven, put my eyebrows off, we never saw the cat again, been into it ever since. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. People don't throw things at me anymore, maybe because I carry a bow around. I just stole 50 cars in one night. I'm a little tired, I'm a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. I should always trust my instincts as a shamanic thespian. Tool up, honey bunny. It's time to get bad guys. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, and the other's not you. Barney is, he's like a mid-sized, like... Like twice the size sedan. of Darwin? Huh? Yeah. Like a mid-sized sedan? Sure. Yeah. Four-door? He's a dog. mid-sized dog. Yeah. <laughs> According to Westminster Dog Show, he is an all-American dog, which is their their term for mutt. The yeah. all-American You'll get to American. see where the character of, uh, of Jacques was born. You know, that chef that called in to challenge you several times? Oh, that son of a bitch. And, and the place that, where the cheese yeah. happened? And the and the sandwich dude. All those cheeses are gone. By the way, Wait, that was a character. Kid. That's not a real person. No, he's quite a character, but he's absolutely yeah, real. Yeah, he's such I was a about character. To say, I have uh, I have several bones to pick with this <laughs> feller, and there's another one too now. Well, actually, there might be a might be your chance because you know next week is scheduled for our off week, and to get things back to normal, we may as well just mm. keep that schedule. Busting some doors. Chef's so sure. if it's another uh, if it's another call in episode, which it might be. It might be your turn to uh, get stuck in the studio by yourself to take calls because the rest of us bail on you. Yeah, Shit. you could be like uh, you know Eddie Kingston li- uh, addressing his enemies. <laughs> yeah, oh. a lo- lot of enemies to address. Yeah, you got a lot of oh, chefs man. to address. <laughs> well, if y'all been paying attention to my fucking um, TikTok last couple of days, I've been addressing some fucking enemies. Jesus Christ! You have been pretty prickly. The the fucking drama that has surrounded this goddamn set that I acquired the other day. Has been ridiculous. What the wanted set? Yes. All right. Like first of all, there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Not everyone. There's been like three or four uh, little bad eggs been popping up in the comment section. Mm-hmm. They're like calling me a Karen, saying, "Ooh, it's just ten dollars." And I'm just like, "Do y'all not understand the concept of getting what you pay for?" It's like I had to like explain it. I had to dumb it down a little bit. Let's say you order a meat pizza. Mm-hmm. It gets sent to your house. Yeah. Like, oh, there's my pizza. You open it up. It's a veggie pizza. Now it's still a pizza. But is it the pizza you ordered? I'd be so angry. I I would like to step in and say that a veggie pizza is not a pizza. A veggie pizza is God's mistake. But continue. Those fucking veggie pizzas from Pizza Hut are pretty fucking fierce. Nope. With red onions. I am a vegetarian. But, um, yeah, like people have, uh, I've been just replying to to shitheads in the comments. And that's another reason why I love that platform (laughs) is you can directly (laughs) reply to them with a video. And it makes me happy. Oh. Yeah, most of your uh, posts lately have been, hey, you know what? Fuck you in particular. And well, I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> fuck this guy. I, I like <laughs> a hefty explanation followed by, uh, fuck you, have a nice day. <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. You over there. Fuck you. You, you're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> if I ever start doing TikToks on like my personal TikTok, as opposed to the cage one that we never use or the comic strip one that I never use, or the music one that I never <laughs> use, or the toy one that I never use. I'm noticing a trend here. Like Just be like me. Don't have a TikTok. <laughs> I love watching TikToks, but if I ever start doing like the like the choose your movies or shit posts, but uh, that like on my regular TikTok, if I do it, I'm gonna fucking wear a lucha mask. Or, or just become yeah. me on Instagram and just yell at the moon every chance you get. You do yell at the moon quite a bit. It is lazy. It's and just the DBZ abridged Kai joke of Piccolo screaming, Moon! moon! 
You know, that poor moon's been blown up so many times in DBZ. It really has. I mean, Master Roshi got it. Piccolo yeah. got it twice. Piccolo did get it twice. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cage hey. and Greatness, <laughs> the show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage roughly 48.7% of the time. Hey, we went up a little bit. We did go I'm up a little say, bit. I, I'm forgetting now. We're going up or down? We have gone up uh, this this year in true Cage and Greatness fashion. Most of it has not been Cage-centric so far. It is just mid-February. Yeah, a lot of wrenches have been thrown in. The We've way. had a lot of uh, scheduling conflicts and other difficulties. Um, Damn wrenches. Everybody's fine, but for the sake of safety, we did uh, just go ahead and do a filler episode that you heard last week, the first episode of Caging Masterpiece Theater, which I'm... Honestly, incredibly proud of. It was a damn good time. Yeah, it was I enjoyed excellent. the hell out of that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, we will be doing a lot more of this pre-scripted stuff. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking of making a separate show just for that because it was hella fun. Might do some live table reads, definitely get some voice acting in on it. Not just me doing voices, but actual voice acting. Troy Baker, <laughs> Nolan North, where you at? That's, yeah, yeah no, that, Hit us totally. Up. DMs. <laughs> We're, wait, we gotta get John and Major. We gotta get the guy. Mostly, I meant you two fuckers. But uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> wow, man, I thought you were a legit voice actor. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, we can learn. It's like the <laughs> like the Team Four Star dudes. That's how they learned. I, I like the uh, it's the the joke from Futurama where Bender's on the moon and he's picking up moon rocks. Like, oh, this job's easy. Just like being a voice actor. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lot of fun stuff we can do with that. I'm looking forward to doing more. Uh, but for tonight. We are reviewing a movie that, out of all the movies I've ever seen, this was certainly one of them. Yeah, it was It was a film. We watched the 2009 animated classic G-Force. And not, yeah. not the anime classic G-Force, also known as Gotcha Man. They made a Gotcha Man movie. Yeah. There was an animated one, and I was upset that I never got a chance to see it. Yeah. Like I, I, I think my earliest legitimate anime exposure was G Force. It was a good show. Uh, mine was Speed Racer. So, uh, it, like mine, it was either G Force, like seeing it on like fucking early Toonami, or that time I rented Vampire Hunter D from Blockbuster at the age of seven. <laughs> oh wow! Was it Bloodlust? Uh, I don't even remember. It's probably Bloodlust. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, this is not that. Yeah, this is. This is- this is the Ooh. the guinea pig, <laughs> FBI agent centric. What's that, Galifianakis? Uh, starring Sam Rockwell's voice and Nicolas Cage's voice and Penelope Cruz uh, just doing her regular voice and John Favreau and Steve Buscemi also doing the regular voices. Tracy Morgan doing Tracy his- Morgan being Tracy Morgan, uh, Zach Galifianakis being very subdued. Will Arnett having almost nothing to do. Yeah. Bill Nye being entirely wasted. Sad. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but we... Uh... Oh, and the, <laughs> the guy that was the uh, the FBI chief at the very end, like that last... He was been in stuff, too. Yeah, and, and the, the agent that was in the car chase going out, he's been in a bunch of oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> Let's... Uh, <clears throat> Let's do uh, let's do that thing we do where we go around and we we give our star ratings and a quick little review. Canon, yeah. uh, what did you think of G Force? Well, I've I've noticed I've been saying this a lot this year, but uh, first time. Yeah, first time. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense this time. <laughs> hell, of a, hell of a lot more sense. Oh, I can't tell you how I uh, missed this one back in the day. I could not uh, give you an explanation. I mean, the fact that we would have been 21 or 2, you're telling me that... I was in college. I was was fresh out of college. Yeah. Well, depending on what side of the year this one came out on, I was either in college or got purged out of college. But uh, either way, um, I was already fucking exhausted coming into this movie. And boy, howdy, um, nothing changed. Um, <laughs> so much uh, talent in this film, um, just um, sounding bored in a in a in a sound studio somewhere for the most part. Even Galifianakis looked bored. Um, uh, two stars. <laughs> I'll give it two stars. The uh, guinea pigs 
I mean, at least the animation there looked all right, I suppose. Bruckheimer, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Jeremy? I, the shouting of Brockheimer is what I'll... Because I'm not going to lie, watching this, the, fir, the first thing I thought was, this is like Diet Michael Bay made a Transformers film. Like, it had that Brockheimer look to it. Because, you know, that, that like 2000s Brockheimer has that, like, it's got a nice yellowish green palette mm-hmm. to it. And, you're mm. just, and there's so many low angles. But, like... I, I give it two. It had some really good one-liners that made me laugh every once in a while. Um, I think Cage... When? <laughs> I wrote a... I wrote okay, a, okay, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, like, it had... Like, there were a couple of times I chuckled, and I was just like, okay. But, like, I, I, will, I will say, I think the only person who was in that sound booth probably having fun was probably Cage, because he got to do not his regular voice. Yeah. So... He sounded just like the turtle from Sly Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, well, no, I had I had never seen this movie either. Yeah, uh, I I never wanted to. <laughs> that that didn't change uh, before tonight. I wish I I hadn't seen it. I was about to say you, you changed it specifically to this movie. <laughs> no, no, this movie was on the schedule for now, but we had to skip. Uh, it could happen to you for Valentine's Day. We didn't have to. And we just, we just chose this one <laughs> to stay on the schedule. But this man is clearly all about the We schedule. have to get through all of his movies. It's yeah, not like... Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Like, if, I could, if we could have skipped this one, I would have skipped this one. There, <laughs> if we could have skipped the old way, I would have liked to have skipped. Like, there's a lot yeah, that I would have liked to have skipped. You're not wrong. Um, this was... I'm giving it one star. Oh, wow. But not, not because... Wow. Here's the thing, not because it's actively bad. Yeah. Because it's it's not. It's super duper dated. Yep. Like, uh, the Black Eyed Peas play at least five times that I can remember during the movie, not in the credits, the movie itself, uh, among several other 2009 pop hits. Um, it's just, it's so aggressively mediocre. Because, like, it's... <clears throat> like the car, the car chase scene where they're in the the bubbles, like the guinea pigs are in the bubbles. And here's the plot: uh, bad guy is trying to destroy the world. Guinea pigs have to save it, and there's some FBI shenanigans. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <clears throat> but like, there are so many bad one-liners during the car chase scene. Yeah, that are clearly made for sound bites for either toys or the trailer. Wasn't there a TV show spun out of this? I don't. I don't know. I I hope not. I don't, I don't remember that. Um, probably. Kind of looked that up. Like, <laughs> uh, I I th- there were two people involved in this film that I think were actually trying. <laughs> uh, that's Cage. And going into this, my first thought was, oh, this might be where I'm proven wrong that he doesn't actually try every time. No, no, he was giving it his all with a silly voice. And actual like pathos, and everybody else like for the talent involved, like Rockwell and Cruz and Buscemi and Favreau and Tracy Morgan was there too. Uh, like for the talent involved, they're all just doing their own voices. It's real lazy. It's boring, right? It's like exactly what you'd expect from an all-star cast like this in a 2009 animated movie. But Cage is doing a voice. He's like he's plunked his nose, and I'm a and he's actually trying and I really appreciated that because his lines were the most fun to, to hear I liked when his character was on the screen yeah. uh, which was not that often because really he pretended to die in the in like the first 20 minutes and and then came back as the surprise villain but not villain he's fine everyone's fine everyone's happy <laughs> the most obvious <laughs> twist yeah <laughs> The one mole on the team was the mole. And yeah. they, if you think, oh, do, you, do they make that joke? Yes, they fucking absolutely do. They make that joke word for word in the film. Uh, but like Tracy Morgan is just doing Tracy Morgan things. And I have never liked Tracy Morgan. And Sam Rockwell is just doing his voice. And Penelope Cruz is playing up Penelope Cruz-ness. And it's just, it's just, it's boring. It's honestly boring. What? G Force Two comes out this year. You go fuck, fuck yourself. Fuck off, and you're lying. No, 
Disney Plus original movie. G-Force uh, 2. G-Force 2 is an upcoming 2023 live-action CGI action-adventure comedy sequel for scheduled release on December 22nd, 2023. Merry no. Christmas. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Hold on. This is on a... Are you on We Got This Covered right now? Hold on. <laughs> While we're on the subject of voices, um, uh, Cage, definitely the one and uh, top tier only of voice acting in this movie. I thought Favreau did a decent job in this movie. Oh, yeah, Favreau was fine. Like, he was he was playing up his goofiness. Like I, there were like some voices like in every movie like this. I try to clock. There were movies I clocked. I mean, voices I clocked instantly. But there were a lot like mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell. I didn't catch <laughs> Favreau. I didn't catch until you said something. Bushimi, however, when he popped up, I was like, ah, there's my boy right there. <laughs> okay, I can't find anything that's confirmed. But this was the the first thing that popped up on Movie Ideas Wiki. So. Oh yeah, no. There's nothing right now as of. There's a petition on change.org. Yeah, there's a petition because clearly there. But okay, there wasn't a show. uh, There was a video game though. Okay. The PlayStation Three, Xbox, and other consoles video game. Okay. So yeah, there's nothing official at all about (laughs) anything related to a sequel. That's good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Damn you, Google search. I also, honestly, I thought Galifianakis did a good job. Yeah, because uh, like he was he was restrained and subdued, but he also showed legitimate emotion when he's acting against what were clearly tennis balls pretending to be guinea pigs, and I thought he did a really good job. And I say that as someone who has been really soured on Zach Galifianakis in the past fifteen years, I loved his stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I thought he was hilarious. And then I hated The Hangover, and Hangover 2, and Hangover 3, and that movie he did with Steve Carell that was terrible, and that movie he did with Robert Downey Jr. that was just a remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but mean-spirited. Uh, I, 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 I did not enjoy that movie. Some of his uh, TV show stuff's been good. There was the, the that one was on Fox, it was like Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, the one on mm-hmm. FX, uh, Baskets. Was it Last Man on Earth, um, Will Forte? Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. It was Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like. Well. Like. My. My problem with the Robert Downey Jr. movie, and it's the same problem I have with planes, trains, and automobiles, and it's the same problem I have. Well, um, among many of that, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Jason Bateman movie. That's basically the same fucking thing. Well, I'm not watching that because right. Melissa McCarthy. <clears throat> she is the worst. Um, <laughs> it's also the same problem I have with SpongeBob and Squidward. My issue is I don't like the trope of the straight-laced person who's just trying to do their job and live their life who is interrupted by a clearly self-centered, narcissistic, obnoxious piece of shit who only cares about themselves. To me, there's no comedy in that. And like, I know a lot of people like it, and, and that's fine. I'm glad that people enjoy that sort of trope. But I, it just, it hurts me. Like, I don't, okay. it's like watching pranks on YouTube. It's like watching cringe humor. I don't like, like, I have a visceral reaction to it. And I get that that's a me thing. Like understandable. This, yeah, it's, it's like it's not me saying like, oh, those are well. The Melissa McCarthy one is fucking awful. She's terrible, and I don't know how she keeps getting work other than the fact that most of her movies are directed by the guy she's married to. But that's not the point. Did not know that. Yeah. Um. Like, like a lot of those things, like I get that people like it. I don't like the pranks because that's just mean spirited too. Like mean spirited shit isn't fun. But it's like I don't like impractical jokers, for yeah. the same reason. Like cringe humor just bothers me. It's okay. They got their just desserts the internet. <laughs> they did get put through a table. Yes. <coughs> I, I, my only problem with that movie is it makes me laugh too goddamn much. Which one? Due date. <laughs> I, see, I don't think I saw that because like, there's just there is this genre of comedy that just doesn't appeal to me anymore. Uh, it's why I uh, there's not very many Will Ferrell movies that I like. Yeah. Uh, I like the first Anchorman, but mostly because I love the supporting cast in that movie. Sure. Uh, and they, I think those four all work really well together. Uh, and I love Steve Carell. I just, I, well, like, here's here's the thing that I've noticed because okay, like G forces, like we'll talk about it, but it's it's I, it, it's, it's this is this is actually more interesting to what we're talking about now. Uh, and I think I think Cannon can back me up because you've seen a lot of Will Ferrell shit. Yeah, the difference. Uh, you can follow trajectory from like Talladega Nights and Anchorman. Yeah. Then you get into something like Step Brothers. Like and then Blades of Glory, yeah. And then from there it just goes downhill because in Anchorman and uh, and Talladega Nights, everyone's crazy. Yeah, 
Like, they're all... Anchorman, especially, that whole world is just fucking insane. Right, and it's fun. That's why it's fun, because everybody's fucking insane. Talladega Nights, very similar. Like, the, the, the straight man of the, the whole comedy bit is Sasha Baron Cohen. And he's just as crazy, but in a different way. Like, but then you get into his later stuff. Like, with Step Brothers is where it really started, where he and John C. Riley are the messed up ones. And everything else is fine. And every, everything else is playing the straight man, but you're supposed to be on their side. And it doesn't work as well. Yeah. And it just continues in that trajectory. And it becomes that same sort of cringe humor I'm talking about. Like, with uh, like this Carell movie, Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Like, definitely a movie. It's, <laughs> I, that, like, that just makes me itch on the inside because it's always that the thing like the squidward thing where like dude's just trying to live and some self-centered assholes fucking with his steez yeah i i don't like this like it's like a it's a it's a trend though lately of pairing two people who like yeah it's the straight person and the comedy person and you pair them together and it's just like slap a plot on it and it's, it's a movie and it's like it's kind of boring yeah. It's kind of like how I got tired of the parody films after a while. Yeah. That's because there hasn't been a good one in forever. Yeah. But, like, they just they churned them out. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're cheap and easy. Bullshit. And they know high school kids will go see them. Mm-hmm. Or middle schoolers. Like, the fact that not another teen movie was as good as it was is a miracle. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a trope thing that I've noticed. And, like, yeah, like you well, get. Because it's the modern version of classic two-part vaudeville comedy but the difference is that it's just mean-spirited today because yeah. you've got like the cloud the who's on fur who's on first with abbott Costello. it's funny yeah it's the straight man is giving the information and then the comedy guy is the one getting frustrated right because that's he's better at being funny but now it's flipped so we're like oh this is the crazy weirdo and he's fine but this normal dude haha he's so normal that's why he's dying inside fuck him right and that's just, it's mean-spirited. That's the thing. It's become mean-spirited. Yeah. It's not fun. Or it's not funny either. Yeah, it's the difference between something like Jackass, where they were all fucking with each other. Yeah. And it was funny. Yeah. Versus, like, these YouTube pranks, where it's just some asshole fucking with other people who are trying to go about their day. Or like, uh, oh, shit, what was it? The show, uh, it was also on MTV at the same time. Punked. Yeah, I hated Punked. Yeah, it's the that's not. F- it's the difference between jackass and punk. Yeah, and like even doing it to celebrities, like ha ha ha, look at that. Will Devrama is like he's dying on the inside, but like why? Because he's on a TV show. We get to laugh at him having what is the worst hour and a half of his life to this point. Apparently, right. it's just not okay. Now my brain's going to the Anoki punching out the Spider-Man guy thing. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently he knew that was coming, and they just didn't tell the Spider-Man guy who he was coming in on. Yes. That poor guy. Yeah, as opposed to when Anoki beat the shit out of the Great Antonio. Great Antonio had that shit coming. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I love Bill Burr's takedown of that. Just watch it. And he starts punching him, right? And this fat fucking asshole. It's it's pretty funny. That's a good bit. (laughs) Point of all that was to say that G-Force is very boring. (laughs) Um... I like Zach Galifianakis' acting in this. He was restrained and subdued, and he showed actual talent for this movie especially. Counterpoint. I thought this was the <laughs> worst fucking Galifianakis performance I've ever seen. <laughs> and I haven't seen all of his movies, don't get me wrong, but I've seen a good chunk of them. Yeah. And like, and I've seen the man play like subtle and subdued. This was all boring. This was Nick Cage <laughs> in, what was that fucking God. Left Behind? No. Um... Jiu-jitsu. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I thought uh, Cage was just, like, saying words into a fire the whole he, time. He was. And, and it was just, like, I mean, I know, I'm pretty sure this was an easy check for a lot of the people involved. Well, the acting talent involved, I will say. Yeah. A lot of them were just, you know, again, in the studio. But, like, I don't know. There were just a lot of moments where, like, he just, like, uh, it's like I just I did I want more Galifianakis in there. Just like let him be. Uh, he didn't have to go full blown. I know it's a kids movie, it's a Disney movie, but you know, it also has talking fucking guinea pigs in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I get. That. I would say that's more of a fault of the writers 
and the director more than Galifianakis. And you say, funny you say writers. Did anybody else notice it was like the something? It was like multiples. Yeah, there were two <laughs> writers on this. I'm wondering if it's like based on what it's based on. I didn't. I uh, will look up that information because. There's like there was a part of me watching this was like is this based on like some kind of weird kids book that they have it said it was out, based or? on a story of some kind. Oh, okay. So I'm not familiar with it. If I'm not either. It's the boat on that one. I had the uh, unfortunate of uh, being the making the anime confusion of originally hearing oh they're making a G Force movie what oh, yeah. what and then I see the first trailer and I'm like this isn't right these yeah. are guinea pigs. I think my dad made the same mistake when that. Um, that Ray Fiennes Avengers movie came out. He got excited about, oh, yeah, Marvel Avengers. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that comes much later, sir. I remember seeing that, though, that one with Uma Thurman and... Sean Connery, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah he was a... Okay, so uh, <clears throat> this movie was... G-Force was directed by Hoyt Yeatman, who is known as the director of G-Force mm-hmm. and nothing else. <laughs> Makes sense. And it was written by Cormac and Marianne Wiberly, a husband and wife screenwriting team. <clears throat> they, uh, their filmography is fucking wild. Uh, they are film writers on The Sixth Day, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which I liked. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, I Spy, starring Eddie Murphy. I remember that. That. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Ooh, I wish I would have missed that. That was the second one? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. They worked on the story for Bad Boys 2, not the actual script. They were the writers for National Treasure. Okay. The Shaggy Dog. Okay. National Treasure Book of Secrets, which means we hate them twice over on this show. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> they, are, they are one and two on Cajun Greatness. <laughs> Seems like they're really <clears throat> uh, stuck with some Brockheimer there. And then G-Force. And then they did a TV show called Common Law, uh, which was on the USA Network for an year, <laughs> from May to August 2012. Oh, short-lived. It did not go well. And uh, now the National Treasure show. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, the, again, the, here on the show, they are one for two, or one for three. Yeah, one for three. Um not doing so hot there, Weberleys. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. And, and and it's weird looking back on it because, uh, like, even watching the movie on two separate occasions, I forgot that this had Bruckheimer's fingers on it. And a couple of scenes, I can tell. I was just like, there wow, were, okay. I didn't even know it at first, but that, like, there was, like, part of part of the way through the movie, I was like, this is a Bruckheimer movie, isn't it? Like, I can just, I can feel it. And then it's like. I start seeing those shots. I start seeing that color palette. I'm like, this is this is a Brockheimer film. And then at the very end, he flashes his name up, and I was like, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> he, just needed money. It was his production company. Yeah. yeah. His production um, company was everywhere in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, this movie is one of the most dated movies that I can think of uh, having seen. Mm-hmm. It immediately dates itself. Like, there's a joke about Paris Hilton's dog. Yep. Uh, Black Eyed Peas again played like seven times with the same goddamn song. A lot of Lady Gaga. <laughs> Go back twenty uh, yeah. years to the uh, hey up high. Oh, there was low, a too there was slow. a, there like, was a really? pimp my ride joke in the this. pimp my ride joke that yeah. was in there. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just voice to Tracy Morgan. I do not like Tracy Morgan. This, this is a is this is this the like Rockwell and Cage have done a lot of movies together, haven't they? They did uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah. And I think there's another, uh, there might have been another one. I'm not sure. I feel like there might be. There was a, yeah. a tampered with Scarface reference in here. Yeah. My friend, say hello. Yeah. My yeah. Friend, that hello. one was. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it was, I get it. That's. Sam Rockwell. Like, I bored. see what they're doing, and I, I just don't like it. Like, I know it's a kid's movie, but they're not even trying. They realize the adults have to sit through this, right? And, like, like <laughs> just c- c- contrast this with The Croods, which we watched less than a month ago. Yeah. 90-minute kid's movie. That movie was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> because the voice cast were trying. Because the writers were trying. There was an actual story. This, this is just fluff. This is nothing. This is empty calories, even for kids. Like, it was literally just, no script. It was just references galore. What? Not even funny references. 
why don't just go the Shrek route? You know, just throw in enough like nods and winks to the parents <laughs> so they don't fall asleep sitting in the theater. Like I, I still appreciate a good dick and fart joke. The loudest pop this movie got out of me is when fucking uh, Favreau's character farted Farts. in that little ball. <laughs> I was just like, ah. <laughs> I, I wrote down the the line that got the laugh out of me, and it was the one at the very beginning where he said the. I'm nine inches tall, so everything's just looking up from here. And I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty funny. I like, I like that line. But then I, after, I was like, maybe, maybe this movie's gonna be a little better. It's gonna be a lot more humorous. And I was sorely let down after that point. And I will say, uh, I kind of forgot to mention him earlier. And again, another case of it's just his voice. But I think Bushimi was all right in this movie as well. Yeah, he played yeah. unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was having fun. Like basically, that that when they said, hey, just be yourself for. Uh, like these 12 lines will be fine. You want to come in for a day and read some lines? Sure. What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, half hamster, half ferret. What? <laughs> just just go, man. <laughs> just read the lines and be crazy. Go full Bushimi. Look, do I get to mocap this thing? Come on. Let me know. Do I get to fully get, put my fingers in this gig, huh? Come on. <laughs> like, th- this That's isn't. Psychopath. This wasn't super baby's level of bad. No. I want to. I want to. Like, the, the baby geniuses level. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to I wanna make sure. I'm going to confirm mine this, well. <laughs> Do you want to know what this actually really reminded me of in a lot of ways? What's that? The Cat in the Hat movie. Uh, the one with... Uh, Mike Myers, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Because oh. like that was weird and off-putting and full of very dated references, including Paris Hilton. Uh, and it's just, but, but this one wasn't it, like, that one was also mean spirited. Yeah. That's the one where Seuss's widow said no live action ever again. Yeah. And then everything else has been animated since then. Yeah. Um, no, it's just like, this is like fucking Mars needs moms or some shit like that. Right. <laughs> this is just, this is just random ass. AI yeah, Like this is, rip. what was that one where like it was, it was about the, Big Bad Wolf and Red Riding Hood, but Red Riding Hood was like a martial artist or some shit. What? And, uh, oh, wait, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm having the fever dream of that one. <laughs> I have no idea. What uh, yeah, I'm a, the. Uh, I know about Freeway. <laughs> I do. Transformers had been out already, hadn't it? Because so the the part in the movie, yeah, yeah, because yeah, Transformers was hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. This ah. is like hoodwinked. It's just. It's just bullshit, empty calories, animated movie to throw out and hope that... Was this a dump month movie? What, G-Force? Yeah. I'm looking it up. Continue your thought about Transformers. Um, but yeah, no, like, because well, yeah, when all the, the appliances start coming alive in the movie... It's Transformers. Spoilers. It, they look just like Transformers. Yeah. Like, 100%. And then a bunch of them started, like, combining together, and I'm like... Like, I'm pretty sure one of the first little appliances you see turn in Transformers is like a fucking espresso machine or something. Oh, it was the... Was it like a blender or something? The Mountain Dew box oh, <laughs> from God. the first movie? Hey, that part was, was it, bad. It wasn't a dump month movie. This was released July 24th. Oh, so it's like prime summer movie season. Maybe. It made... Uh, it was it had a budget of $150 million and worldwide it made just under 300 You know, bro, Carmen ain't gonna put his name on something ain't coming out in the summertime, baby. So, so for folks wondering, so... <laughs> Me and Shim play a box office game a lot, and what we have determined is called what is dump month. Dump oh, yeah. month is either the time right after December, like the January, February, March. Lately, yeah, late January, what through what used to be late March, but March has become like pre-summer month. So now it is essentially mid to late January through the end of February. And then you have the, that weird little blip in like September. Yeah, it's the end of summer. You're about to go into Oscar and family movie season, so you just throw in what you can out there and hope that people show up because there's nothing else huge blockbuster. We'll occasionally get dump months, and we'll look at it and go, fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we're not going to know any of those fucking movies. Yeah, because they're, yeah. Uh, so on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, G-Force has a 22%. Mm. Deserve. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> God, where are the guinea pig lovers when you need them? Roger Ebert continues to destroy what I thought of his reputation posthumously by giving this 2.5 stars out of 4, calling it a pleasant, inoffensive 3D animated farce, which is... Wait. I I would say that is 80% correct. They, they put this out in 3D? Yeah. No, they did. Of course they did. Of course oh. they did. Oh, God. I'm talking about because pigs in your face. Because this, this, this movie was inoffensive, it was 3D, mm-hmm. it was animated, and it was a farce. But I disagree with his use of the word pleasant. 
<laughs> Maybe he took a nap. And he just doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good nap. It's only 90 minutes. Not even a good napping movie. <laughs> it's true. God, it, it didn't feel like 90 minutes. There were a couple of times where I was just kind of like, come on. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I feel like this could have been could have been helped by being hour 15 yeah. or so. This was definitely one of those jogs when, uh, like, if you live on a hill and, like, you're, you're, like, hitting that last sprint trying to get up that hill. And you know it's not that long, but, God yeah. damn, you're tired and you feel like it's an eternity. And, like, this isn't as long of a 90 minutes as some of the shit we've watched. No, 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 yeah. no. Uh, but this was definitely not a quick 90 minutes. It was a, oh. a, a, it was a thick 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, I am going to throw this out there because this is the other thing that I had a bone to pick with this movie was that fucking kid that that launched it. Oh, Dahmer Jr.? Yeah. Into a fucking oh, fuck. snake tank. Like, no. No, sir. Yeah. And that kid played his part really well because I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just absolutely be... Um, I already wanted to punch him in the face because he kind of looked like a lead singer of the Plain White Tees a little bit. He did, actually. Yeah. Isn't that weird? The minute that yeah, so he picked up guinea pig number two and someone didn't go, where's the first one? He was like, I don't know. I'd be like, no, you better tell me where that guinea pig's at right now. Like, Live you little action. shit, you were literally holding it. The yeah. fuck you mean you don't know? Live action Sid from Toy Story. That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> same. I had that same thought when he had all his shit in his room, like the toys. He was making the Tracy Morgan guinea pig drive through shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just the whole room itself looked like Oh, this is Sid. He's okay, speaking of actors who uh, look like other people, that uh, the guy that worked at the pet store, he's got to be a Vanderbeek. Like, that's not even a bit. He was very like, Vanderbeekish. Oh, my God. If he's not like Vanderbeek's little brother, then <laughs> he has a twin. Let me like, see if I can find who that was. God, it was uncanny. I know the owner, wasn't she from uh, Reno 911? Yeah, she yeah. Was Reno. yeah, that was Niecy Nash. There's a lot of recognizable, well, a lot of voices recognizable. A few faces you'll recognize in this movie as well. Okay, the... Uh, Bill Nighy, is that how you say it? Yeah, Bill Nighy. Vampire Nighy. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Sean's dad from Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Uh, Davy Jones. Zombie Vampire Man. <laughs> He's... Anytime I see him in a movie, I'm just like, all right, this is going to be fun. And then you barely put him in a movie, and I go, you sons of bitches. Huh. Okay, so uh, Pet Shop Dude's name was Justin Mintel, mm-hmm. and he died shortly after the movie released. Oh, oh, rest in peace. Man. Yeah, he uh, apparently he was driving down the highway at three in the morning, went down an embankment, struck two trees, went through his windshield, oh, not man. wearing a seat belt. That's not the good way. Oh, yeah. Man. So sorry. Yeah. You always have G-force. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad that my brain immediately went. I hope they didn't send like flower arrangements with those damn guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. What's wrong? No, I was like, that would have been, oh, no. yeah. been awful. We're sorry. Wait, what, what the fuck do you mean, what's wrong? <laughs> We're sorry for your loss. You just said you hope they didn't send funeral flowers with the fucking G-Force on them. And I say, oh, no, what do you fucking mean, what's wrong? <laughs> like, God damn. Sorry, sorry for your loss. Here's a bu- uh, a bouquet with uh, guinea pigs on it. You son of a bitch! Throws it at him. <laughs> he loved that film. <laughs> oh, I I will say this: I did not clock Cage at all. Like when when the mole popped up the second time, I was like, "Wait a minute, is that Cage?" <laughs> I was still like, "That's not him. It's got to be another one of these." I don't know, maybe not. And then you said something, and I was like, "Please like do the like the." It's almost like you're doing the zoom in with your eyes. You're like, uh. <laughs> Oh, that was that was exactly the fucking turtle from Sly Cooper. See, I don't I, know uh, the turtle's name. I don't remember what. I, I don't. Spot. I don't know if I would have clocked it immediately. I just knew he played Sparkles going in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just <laughs> so like I knew he played the mole. So I was, knew oh, guinea pigs. That's all I. The knew, minute that I saw there was a mole on the team, I was like, "Well, there's the bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I know this one coming from a mile away." <laughs> Like, Bill Nye is not the bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Is anybody... Y'all, y'all have all seen Knives Out, right? Yeah. Actually, no. Ooh. Well, don't look up the uh, UK special edition Blu-ray release, which I'm fucking... God, why did they separate them like that? But if you take off the slipcover and you flip it and you put it on the front, it points directly to the killer in the movie. Oh, that's, that's cool. clever and also shitty. 
But I get. I mean, you've got Kevin in the Woods cover shitty. That's true. Like, I mean, they. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like they. You probably wouldn't buy the thing on DVD if you had or Blu-ray if you had already seen it. So I what get a, it. And plus, you had that? to. You had to like flip. Huh? I've seen Kevin in the Woods. What was up with the? When it came out physically. It, the cover, it was like a cabin with just a bunch of like different sections with different things in it. It's the, basically the fucking twist of the movie. Oh. On the cover of the movie. Wow. Yeah, it was... It's. I mean, it's an interesting design, and I, I saw the cover before I saw the movie, so I just thought it was a cool thing. I didn't look a lot... I didn't really look too much into it, so it didn't ruin yeah. it for me, but I get how that would... Like, it's one of those spoilers after the fact where you probably don't know going in, but still be like, oh, that, that kind of, hmm, that made it worse. Oh, man. Is this like my anger with Terminator Salvation and how they spoiled the plot of that movie? In the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, how the trailer? They, yeah. So angry. By the way, John Connor's the bad guy. Hey, fuck you. I, oh, that was the other one. I'm talking about the Salvation, the one where it's like. Oh, by the way, he's a Terminator. Yeah, I hated that because, like. I went and saw that movie in theaters and was like, actually enjoyed it. And then I was like, this movie would have been a lot better if they hadn't ruined that twist. Well, hell, they did that for T2. Where they, the whole, like the whole trailer was built around Schwarzenegger's robot being a good guy. Oh, see, Because they don't show you that until like he, all of a sudden he's protecting John Connor from Robert Patrick. Like imagine how cool it would have been to go into that not knowing after seeing the first Terminator. That's how I also felt about like Thor Ragnarok. Like you go watch that movie and you can see they clearly were like, we directed this with the knowledge that you don't know Hulk's in this. And then the trailer's just like, well, it's Hulk. And I'm like, I hate you so much right now. Yeah. No, trailers are really bad about spoiling shit these days. Well, yeah. then you get people who get like, like butthurt about like trailers now showing scenes that never show up in the movies. Cause I, I encountered people that were upset about the in, uh, the in, uh, the infinity, infinity war trailer. Yeah. Like, Oh, that scene where they're all running together is not in the movie. Yeah, because uh, they don't want to spoil the ending. But if you read comics, you kind of yeah. knew it was going like, to. Like what? Did you want them to show you the snap at the end? Like, shut up. Yeah. So you can't please people. No, <laughs> nobody's happy. God, Jeremy and I were talking about this earlier. How there's several types of fandoms that are really terrible. Like wrestling is up there. Wrestling's top five. Wrestling. But Christopher Nolan fans, Zack Snyder fans. God, Nolan fans, Snyder fans are terrible. Uh, Supernatural, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like we decided, Beyonce, yes. Beyonce fans. But we said Star Wars are the worst fans. Yeah, I love As, Star Wars. I do too. I would never review a Star Wars movie. Yeah, or a show on here. No, no. You will get yeah obliterated. Like our our poor friend Mac had his own Star Wars podcast that just got inundated all the time mm. with bullshit because they dared to express an opinion. Like no one's gonna fucking come for us because we didn't like G Force. <laughs> well, that's what we think. But, but if I were like say like the Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, you know, like people would come for me. And it is you fuckers. You know what, nerds? You know what, motherfuckers? The rise of the rise of Skywalker can gargle my fucking balls. Weirdly, that's one of the few things that all the sides of the Star Wars fandom <laughs> yeah, can agree on. I don't. Everyone know. hates Not that the movie. Side of fucking the internet I'm on, apparently. Jesus. Every, I can encounter so many people who think that that movie is the second coming of Jesus himself. Really? If, uh, yeah. If the internet has sides, what kind of shape is it? <laughs> I think it's kind of like it's like a, a die that has un- like unlimited signs. Like literally infinity sign. Uh, Sorry, that's all, my brain just immediately went to that. You roll it, it, it doesn't stop. It's, like it, it's, on it's the disgusting, undulating, uh, unearthly, unholy mass of Yogg Sawgoth from the works of H.P. Lovecraft. That's... The internet. See, I, I'm just trying to think because I don't think you're wrong about Star Wars having like probably the worst, most toxic fan base of all time. And 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 again, wrestling is up there. But like, you got this like 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 sub, like every every one of these fucking fandoms has like the the sub mm-hmm. uh, cultures within, and they're just oh, the yeah. fucking toxic, like worst. Yeah, just 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 mucking up the works for everybody. There's no clean There's, fandom. No, no, no. As somebody who's competed in uh, Magic the Gathering as well as fighting games, I will tell you there are some people out there that you're just like, nope. The Walking Dead. Nope. Yeah, there's no clean fandom. Yeah. But, but Star Wars seems to have the biggest percentage of shitheads. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because like it's, it's three generations at this point of incredibly self-centered, needy fanboys 
Like, these are my favorite, these are my Star Wars, and they've been ruined, and these are my Star Wars, and they've been ruined in my childhood, blarga, 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 blarga. I love how Patrick H. Willems said it in one of his videos when he, he did a Star Wars, and he's like, they're, they're films designed for kids about space wizards. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I'm not saying you have to like shit or not like shit. I clearly like shit and don't like a lot of shit. But there's a difference between not liking something and going so far overboard that you're like, the last 40 years of my life have been ruined by this one movie I didn't much care for. I remember the term I... I Fuck I, you. Scorched Earth. That is what they are. Yeah. They, if they can't enjoy it, they will ruin it for everybody. And like, and and Ken and I talked about this briefly on his TikTok live. How there's this this difference between hating a thing and shitting on someone for liking a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can hate a thing. Like he, you and I have had several disagreements on Man of Steel. I don't mm-hmm. much care for it. You really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. I am not passing judgment on you for liking Man of Steel. Yeah. I'm passing judgment on Man of Steel, and I found it wanting. Yeah. That's the difference between I like this thing and you're stupid for liking this thing. And if you insult somebody because of a thing that they like, as opposed to just not liking the thing that they like, fuck you. It's, yeah. it's easier to have like an actual like. <clears throat> and of course, that's just in terms of media. Like, if you're a fucking Nazi, fuck you. <laughs> it's easier. Always. To, it's better fuck to have like a conversation Nazis. about yeah. it. Like, like the last Jedi thing. I, I will get that sometimes. I'll get hit hit with that because like. I really enjoyed that film and I'll get people to be like I didn't like it and they'll try and it's the, it, they go for the personal attack and my response is always well tell me what it was about it that you didn't like yeah. like don't tell me that you just hated it like I'm curious as to like what specifically about that don't you enjoy and mm-hmm. I might try and like try and see it there from a point but if I reach the point where I realize that this person is being unreasonable I just my brain shuts off and I yeah. go to like elevator music yeah no there <laughs> I like Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars anything. There you said it. I loved it. <laughs> and I've had several discussions with people who really hated it, and they expressed their opinions calmly, and I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I disagree, and they disagree with my opinion, but, but we what, were civil, and we discussed it. That's what conversation is. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> but it's just... My favorite is always getting people that throw that one out there and my my response is if i can tell it's the unreasonable person i'm just like hey what did you think of that movie looper like, oh no i loved it like, really yeah what about knives out oh yeah that movie's awesome yeah so you like ryan johnson don't you like yeah no he's fantastic he directed last jedi <laughs> yeah well I, a lot of the ones that i've seen are like no ryan johnson can't make anything good did you like looper oh yeah i loved it knives out fantastic you know he made those right and they just start twitching. <laughs> Smoke comes out. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, his that new show Poker Face is really good. Okay, I it's finished, on the list. I finished the first season. Yeah. So it's on Peacock. I think, I think Peacock. Yeah, that yeah, sounds that sounds right. It's I've only seen. Knives like Out Two came out and murder mystery type show thing. And uh, they basically went, "Hey, uh, do you want to make a show about all these things with some of your friends?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was sold when the minute that I saw the words that Adrian Brody, Ron Perlman, and uh, Clancy Brown were all in this show. It's got and a I good cast. Like, Do tell. Go on. I've only seen ads for it on Peacock when I've had uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Parks and Rec playing in the shop. It's so silly. Oh, man. I got a man, fucking Ryan Johnson. I'm not, I'm not, no spoilers, obviously, but Ryan Johnson fucking got me when I sat down and watched Glass Onion. I was just like, I. He made me forget what movie I was watching for a second. <laughs> I love that. And then, and then I was like, "Oh, you rat bastard! I hate you. I love it. <laughs> I, I hate him. He's a really yeah. good director, but he's sneaky in this movie. I need to watch those. They're really fun. I've good. been like super into Dimension Twenty lately. It's the college humor that became Dropout. It's their D and D thing. Oh, okay. Because. Uh, the the lead DM is Brendan Lee Mulligan. I love that man. He, I was t- told Jeremy about it, but he was uh, on one of their game shows trying to argue a point about a TV show he'd never seen, just trying to logic it out so he could get the point. And like, but Brendan, you've never even seen it. He's like, I will die on any hill. And I'm like, you know what? I love that. I want to be that when I grow up. I'm older than him. I don't care. There's the. I saw the joke about the talk about like with the knives out thing where someone said they should do a Muppet style thing where Daniel Craig comes on and dies and they have Benoit Blanc show up to solve the murder of Daniel Craig. 
I mean, yeah, I'd watch that. I would. I'd watch a Muppet anything. Remake I, every movie with I the love, Muppets. Like the the only fucking guest host episode of Raw worth watching is the goddamn Muppets. Episode, that's right. Okay? That's right. That Wait. Only yes, that happens. They guess, canonically, Seamus and Beaker are related. Yes. What? They're cousins. <laughs> yep. What? Yes. Yeah. They're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> what the shit? Look yeah. it up. I'm sure you can find and it somewhere. Just, just to show you the magic of the Muppets, there's a reason that worked so well. And that time, Chucky the Killer Doll guest hosted Nitro and had a feud with Rick Steiner did not work. Well, it's the Muppets because everybody loves the Muppets. You will suspend your disbelief for the fucking Muppets. That's like yes. I was really upset when that when ABC did that new Muppet show and it was like had like actual like interesting stuff to say mm-hmm. and then after the first season they were like well we realized we didn't like the Muppets being so mature so Aww. we went back to just the fun campy stuff and I was like but I like that was interesting I was about to say the new revamp Muppets I, I was I was with it mm-hmm. I was like I was like come uh, on Dave Grohl having a drum battle with Animal was the best thing ever you can't I, write that shit and it was written I did watch the Halloween special last year they did Yeah, we it were, was really funny it was it was a good catch that one. yeah Will Arnett was in it yeah, also man. in G Force. Oh. <coughs> I like that he's I, become the voice of the Reese's commercials now. Yeah, and it's just him being an asshole because that's that's just Will Arnett's character. Yeah, apparently uh, he's not an asshole in real life. No, no. Um, also, I just want you to know that when I was recording the uh, Caging Masterpiece Theater last week, <coughs> I I was torn between whether or not to have both of your voices just be slightly different from mine as like a narrator because uh-huh. you know i did some other voices for the other characters but i was like i did a f- several takes of do i just make their voices relatively normal but slightly higher and slightly lower pitch than mine or uh do i make one of them kermit and the other one winnie the pooh <laughs> and i i did several takes of kermit and winnie the pooh <laughs> And I almost put those in there, but I thought for continuity, but because by the end of it, I was like, we're going to do more of this. This is nice. I want to get them involved. <laughs> the it was lost like, tapes. For continuity, it was, yeah. It was like, <coughs> she'd been like, oh, Cannon, do you have any honey? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm Kermit the Frog. No, I don't, because the house is so cold, it crystallizes. That is a true fucking story. Thank yeah. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. So, pretty easy to do. So, yeah, you two were almost Kermit and Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I would love that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought for continuity's sake, for the future, for the future, for write, the future, gotta write Stone Cold in in some capacity. Oh no, no I'll, I'll, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have fun with this. Like I'm really excited about this because it's not often I get to do my Attenborough impression, and now one of the main characters is just me doing David Attenborough. I don't know who. He was the original narrator of the Planet Earth series, but for Britain. Shit, I didn't watch that. (laughs) When they did the they did the American versions, it was uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh no, I've got the ones with I've got the Blu-rays with Attenborough. The majestic three-toed sleuth. Yeah, man, that guy. Oh, can, okay, I've that guy that. can narrate <laughs> yeah. me taking a shit, and I would. Listen yeah, to no, it. Attenborough's the best. Yeah. Did so. you know he found a skull in one of his houses of like that solved like some cold case or something like that's that. incredible like he bought a house and like in the wall was like a skeleton and then he's like hey uh i found this stuff and they're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic it was it was a while like me and alice were reading about it because uh that was she got me like planet earth season one and two and we just sat and watched it all mm. and I was like I'm gonna make you watch this like da- David Attenborough is gonna educate people on fucking nature back when I was a teacher uh when I would have to sub for classes the science teacher was a crazy person oh. and she still worked at the school even though all four of her children for her first four years one a year had been expelled for various behavioral problems excellent she still works there as far as I'm aware not but excellent her uh her only instruction was always make them watch planet earth dvds and it got to the point where I could quote every one of those DVDs, the Sigourney Weaver versions, as it's going on, because I had seen them all so many times. And I still love them. Oh, yeah. <coughs> I remember being in college and those things coming on, and we're all just like sitting in the dining halls, like looking up at the TVs, like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so pretty. But really, the main point of tonight has been that G-Force is boring and not worth your time. Yeah, go watch Planet Earth. Yeah, do that instead. Yeah. G-Force. 
Force, force. Stop <laughs> trying to force choke me. Do you, uh, I didn't do anything. Stop it, Cannon. Do you think anybody's going to be pissed about this one like they were for Raising Arizona? I don't know. We talked about uh, G-Force for like at least 20, 25 minutes. That's a half episode. 20-ish, tw- tw- spread across the whole hour. There's like, like we say it a lot, but like literally it's like fucking these guinea pigs that that talk and... They're, they have a little secret agent team, mm-hmm. and the FBI is like, no, you can't have a little secret agent team with talking guinea pigs. They had a fly, too. Yeah. They did have a fly. He how named come, Mooch. How come not all animals? Now, I know it's established that, like, that like, it's like he, he figures out a way to get them to talk back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the animals they just, like, like randomly run into? Dogs aren't talking. Well, there was a, there, he, had a, he had an army of cockroaches, too. Yeah, like, it, it, it was the... The thing that they gave the the guinea pigs and the moles and the animals and shit that could let them talk to humans, uh, it was it didn't change that animals could talk to each other. It was the babble fish from Hitchhikers. Yeah, but for some reason, like the cat didn't say anything, the dogs didn't say anything. They were just threats, but it doesn't matter. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's this boring. we've said it several times. If a movie is really really good, in a like if a, if it's a comedy and it's really really good, all we can do is tell you the jokes that are funny and you're better off watching them for yourself and if it's a movie like this the really really bad ones we can rant about for hours but ones that are just sort of there like they're boring to watch they're boring to talk about they're boring don't watch them we don't have much to say because there's not much to talk about you know we can only stretch a mile so far yeah now now as someone who has you know like never been shy of like watching a dud a time or two knowing that it was going to be bad uh, can I say it like, if you want to watch G Force, go. We're just warning you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if your kid's like five and easily entertained, he'll probably like. He's not going to get the references yeah. from 2009. Just slap it on. You go. will, and you're going to hate him. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> pictures, talking animals. Yeah, like the CGI is pretty good for now, but it's yeah. great for 2009. But it's pretty good for now. And 30 years from now, they'll look back and go, "Why the fuck did I watch this?" Uh, but yeah, like if you just want to. Distract your kids, and you don't really care about the quality of the movie you're showing them because you might not be the best parent in the world. Sure, throw on G Force. <laughs> that one hamster ball scene does go pretty hard, to its credit. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was exciting. That was like there was old. fireworks and shit. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good six minutes. Yeah, out of ninety. Yeah, <laughs> try to do, try to give it its just desserts here. As much as humanly possible. It was better than the old way by a half star. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I think I think I might have rated this lower than the old way, but I would rather watch this again. It's like Gotti. The Travolta. I'd rather watch Gotti again than most of the shit that we've watched that we've rated poorly. Because I wasn't, like, Gotti wasn't good, but I wasn't bored. <laughs> I think you've diseased my brain and, like, tricked me into kind of wanting to watch that fucking movie. <laughs> Damn you, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our episode. Next week, um, I think we're just going to keep it an off week and do something fun for a filler episode uh, like we do. I don't know. Maybe we can uh, We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. we've got some ideas yeah, rattling it's, around. Yeah, it's a busy couple weeks, but we'll, we'll, we'll get something out there for you to enjoy. Week after that, we come back with Travolting Development. Cannon, what will we be watching? I'm kidding. I know you don't know. I really don't. Yeah, y'all know the drill by now. Yeah, no. Like we'll <laughs> gonna show up and he's gonna have like six DVDs yeah, and a pistol. No, we'll know that. We'll I know the day of the DVDs of them. Yeah. yeah, we'll know the day of. It'll be fine. Like, uh, hold, on, look, hold on, let me think. The last one we watched was Greece. It was Greece. Greece. Did you see that T-Mobile commercial with Zach Braff, Donald Faison, and Travolta? I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's I love I love Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Do you guys well, see the trailer for the prequel for Greece? So we'll see you guys in two weeks with uh, Travolting Development. Well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think because I guess, you know, that one uh, overall was, you know, it was a stinker. So you know me. I like to alternate, at least in my opinion, because, you know, my opinion on a Travolta movie might differ from y'all's. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to try to make it uh, a good one. Battlefield Earth it is. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It just had an anniversary recently. Look who's talking now. We're watching those in reverse order. Oh, no. <laughs> Psych, that's one episode all day, all three movies. I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> you signed up for things? No. I was just told to be here. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be so easy to order around, Jeremy. God, I just love you guys. That's all it really is. 
All right, so we'll we'll do plugs. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks uh, for Travolting Development. We'll see you next week with a pre-recorded, scripted something or other. That yeah, it'll be fun. I think you'll like it. So, Cannon, where can the people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, Letterboxd, and TikTok. Jeremy, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Tunes Cosmic Reality. Uh, that's T U N E S uh, Cosmic Reality, and that where you can find me occasionally yelling at the moon. Uh, I also have my twitch.tv slash backwards hero where I play games with my friends uh, Six Hill and some other folks. We've been playing Demio lately, and I might, now that I have a new graphics card, stream my absolutely broken, stupid run of Elden Ring. <laughs> cool. Uh, just follow the link tree. It's all the Captain Chimmy shit. That's my stuff. Check out our merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. And yeah, don't forget that the only thing worse than G-Force is Thomas Jefferson. Prick! He was a prick. We'll see you guys later. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?